Hello, this is Richard from the Metal Cell Podcast. Um, live at the Triscoll, I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Andy Clark from The Crawling. How are you, Andy? I'm good. And you? I'm flying, man. It's great that you made it down. You were a bit delayed on the way, yeah? Yeah, it took a wee bit longer. The weather took an Irish turn on the way down. So, yeah. yeah it was and how long does the trip take? Um, usually about four and a half. Four hours. So we're touching hell. five hours now. So. And of course, you've kind of just come off the back of um, a UK tour as well. Yes, Oh, uh, we've been sort of been playing a lot the last couple of weeks. Yeah. We had a, a Belfast show, which went really well. And then the following weekend, we were, I think we left on the Thursday night. And we did London, yeah. Rotherham and Swansea. And yeah. then back for a couple of days and then down here. And so like um, Tides of Sulphur and Tocahontas. Tocahontas, that was London. <laughs> yeah, How it was basically, uh, it was us and Tides of Sulphur were the sort of the touring bands. And um, we right. just basically did London together. Um, we were both on the Gizzard Fest bill and then the Swansea date together plus and then there was just different bands joining how, us how did they the come up uh, get on the bill um, it was all done we were managed by Black Skull okay yeah. um, it's John from Conan's um, management company right. so it was all basically arranged via him ah, yeah. and a guy called Terence Larkin set all the shows up with Holy Spider promotions okay um, so he just well, Sarah Samson is involved with that as well. Yeah, she? that's yeah. right. Yeah, so cool. it was because Terence set the whole thing up. He just sent me a link and was like, What do you think of Tides of Sulfur? And we'll do that. And I was like, Listen to them. I was like, Yeah, it's pretty cool. And like, kind of London, you haven't played London much, have you? Once, I think. We did yeah. Incineration Fest a few years ago. And I think that's the only time we've played London. Was that the dev? Was it? Did you play in the dev? Um, no, the first time was the Dome. Oh, right. in London and, and this time was the dev. the dev yeah what do you think of the dev Great it's brilliant I've been there for a few times just you know, yeah. for drinks and stuff before yeah. you know going we, in we to see gigs we were there gigs. for uh, Crow Mags now as well man it's a great spot yeah. and actually we met um, we met Frank Blackford of Sodom in there as well oh. as you do nice <laughs> I think the last time was there that, was before Satyricon maybe we went over we sort of go to London quite a bit for gigs because yeah. it's so easy getting in the middle yeah, you know we just fly in sense, tube and you're in Camden, yeah. you know. Yeah. We're, going, we're going around that way now as well, definitely. Right yeah. Fucking Dublin, just getting ripped off the whole time up there. I know, but you can't. You know, it takes. It's easier to get the tube in London than the park in Dublin. Yeah. You know. So like, kind of with Gizzard Fest, then you'd uh, King Witch, who's been on the show. Yes, um, really. Great Brilliant. band, man. Love they the are fantastic. Too. I know they they were great guys. They were sort of they were on a couple of bands after us. They headlined. Yeah. And um, yeah, they were just they were just really put me in mind of us. You know, um, Barbarian Hermit, who I've seen in Bloodstock Battalions as well, and Woven yeah. Man. Have you, did you get to see any of those lads? No. Well, we were sort of in the main room, so we we're just sort of watching the band. Didn't okay. get into the. There was like second stage was next door, but we had all our merch and stuff in the yeah. main room. So whoever was playing in the main room, and um, we'd yeah. watch them. Did you bring any cassettes over? We did. Cool. We did. And we sold some. <laughs> I can't, yeah, the cassette thing, mate. It's, they've, they've gone almost instantly. I think there's, isn't there's it a just ha- mad? Isn't there's it? a handful left. I think there's about eight or nine. I left. saw the little promo you did um, yeah. for it. Um, that was so funny, man. And where'd you get the Walkman, actually? Because I had one of those. It's, with it's, the, with it's the, actually mine. Is it's, it yours? It was one of those things. Because obviously, the, it was coming up to the year of the Wolves album, and I wanted to do something um, that people might want yeah. when the album's a year old. There was a lot of talk of vinyl, um, but to be honest, it's such a big uh, investment. It is huge. And we don't really yeah. have that sort of money. So we thought, well, listen, the tapes, it's kind of quirky. It's fun. People seem to like it. <laughs> um, personally, uh, there's something cool about having your album of on course, tape. Of course, man. So in the amount of time I was going, oh, how can I, what can I do to sort of get people's attention? I was like, 
That like the final class. Walkman. So up in the loft and tore all the boxes apart and found <laughs> it. And it only just... plays backwards and really, really slowly. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's fake. The video's fake. I'm sorry. Oh, fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's really well done. Like, oh, you know, cool. Cheers. You know, um, it was eight hours of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> took so long to make. And like, I, I know it's just a big novelty with cassettes now, but like, I mean, Jesus, back in the day, I had boxes of them. Like, they're up in the attic. Oh, I? In my attic. I took them down and I tiled them to the wall as tiles now yeah so it's really cool. cool yeah so like you fucking everything from slayer to sonic youth to you name it and metallica iron maiden yeah they're I, all I, up i've seen i found boxes of my stuff in my mom and dad's house and brought them back and again it was all in the back of my mind about the tape thing and yeah. i was like yeah that'd be kind of and i modeled the cassette on deside amon facing the beast the actual on body printing really yeah just, you went that far mm, yeah i just the black cassette, the white writing, the <laughs> label on one side and, you know, side Brilliant. A, side B Jesus and all that sort of stuff. Christ. Yeah, Gallic actually have a cassette out at the moment as well. Uh, shout out to them as well. So the vlogs, uh, you're, you're making number 48, I'd say, or is it done? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know where we are at the moment. <clears throat> I haven't started any UK stuff. Um, I came back with a, like 200 gig of video. Yeah. Um, and I was considering doing something slightly different with this amount of video that I have. Mm. and now turn it into like a mini doc of the tour or something yeah. you know because why not it's one of those things because you know, we're not the biggest, most famous band in the world and some gigs are great some gigs are terrible yeah. and I thought it would have been cool just to reflect on it maybe yeah. a bit and sort of chat about the gigs I don't know I haven't quite yeah. decided yet Yeah, I haven't gotten near it yet anyway put it this way I wish more bands would do it I think uh, I think it's a fantastic idea um, well it's something that it's the idea with the way I approach the crawling a lot of the time is that it's things that I would like to see bands doing. Yeah. Because I would love to see, like, you know, behind the scenes of Satyricon or My yeah. Damn Bride to really get an idea of what the yeah. band's about. And you, you just don't get to see that a lot. And, and then again, you meet, all, you meet all the characters as well on the vlog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's class-like. You know, guys will actually just watch it just to see their fucking head. I know. I know. Out. Yeah. Shout out to Sean out there from Pinton Slug. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and also you've done Rock and Load as well with Bloodstock. Yes, I did. I got roped into that. That was really cool. Yeah, well, thanks very much, because yeah. it was like two or three days before we were supposed to go. Um, my wife's a photographer for Rock yeah. and Load for Bloodstock, and, or not Bloodstock, sorry, she does them in Belfast occasionally. Yeah. Um, Carrie shoots Rover Drive whenever she's a Bloodstock. And so Carrie's done a few things for Mark at Rock and Load, and then he messaged her and was like, look, Andy does a video thing, do you think you'd be interested? And I just thought, yeah, okay, let's meet some bands and yeah. have a chat, yeah. bring your camera and record it. So and did you do did you do any research for it or did you just roll up? Um, I, well, I made a point of listening to all the bands uh, yeah. and some of the bands I knew. Uh, some of the bands were friends of mine and other bands mm. I didn't know at all. Yeah. Um, I had like five or six. Was it really? It was only supposed to be. You said like you know four or five. See how you okay. feel. Don't want to eat up your bloodstock of interviewing people for me. You know. Yeah. Um, but once I started interviewing bands, would see me and be like people PR people would come over and go like can I interview our band. You know what? Yeah. When you finish this, and I'm like, who? Yeah. Ooh, uh, give me a quick rundown. You know, it's a lot so of the metal the masses it, yeah. bands, and because I've been through the metal mm. the masses, it was like, yep, yeah, absolutely. Don't okay. care who they are. Let's let's talk to them. Let's yeah, get, let's yeah, get chatting yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah. That's um, handy so that, it was yeah. just very quickly. And who are you guys? And what are you doing? What do you want to talk about? And then just mm. turned the camera on and did it. Kind of. Um, yeah, I know what you. I know what you're saying. Like, but like, you're also kind of missing a lot of the bands as well that are playing live. Did, did that bother you? Um. Well, it was a different experience. I yeah. also only had 10 pints all weekend, which isn't like me. <laughs> I would usually have 10 pints by midday. So I wasn't hung over the whole festival. Yeah. I remember it all. Okay. But I did miss a lot of bands. Um, but 
I don't know. It, it was good to do. Well, the trade-off is you have the experience now behind you. Yeah, right? it might lead. Well, it was just it was else, just you know? it was just something different, and it was a different side. Seeing it's beneficial for me as an yeah, artist exactly. to see what goes on in the media tent and just to see how it all works. And it was like, yeah. okay. And they're good people. They looked after you as well over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. as well looked after. That's cool, man. And Rock and Load were very good as well. Yeah. Just steered me in the yeah, right shout direction. out to them. You know, shout it was, it was all it was all. I mean, the guy Mark McGrogan, it was just like, yeah, man, it's fine. Just it's cool. Just do it. And we're rock and load based. Uh, Belfast. Belfast, okay. So shout out to the lads there. Um, so I just want to go through um, the videos as well that you've done out of the last album, Wolves and the Hideous White. Yep. That was, I, I don't know, I just love that video. Cool. It's just in the field, you know. I know it's, there's nothing spectacular going on. Yeah, but just well, funny, we, it was really the same. like um, that video. Yeah, I, I, the way it turned out, it was just, uh, and it really was that quickly put together. It was like, we need to do something. We're running out of time because production took a bit long and I wanted. Yeah. And I was in a field, fiery sticks. And um, my brother and my brother-in-law has a drone. It was like, get a drone ah, yeah, up and let's, let's do something with it. And yeah. it was mostly shot pretty much one take because once the light went, it was all over. Was it really one take? Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. Like it, was, it was pretty quick, like. Yeah, and what about uh, no, still no sun? What yeah, about that video. I like the way that turned out. That was yeah. cool. I had a, that's a guy I work with. It's like if everyone work knows you're in a band and all that yeah. stuff. And it's like I found this really cool place, and it's this weird. It's not abandoned bar because it is still open, but half of it was abandoned, and it used to be a eighties disco yeah, back in the day. You were kind of open. I thought it was like a church because you. Yeah, were exactly. The, and I think they had stuff. The, the, a lot of the furnishings were flown over or brought over from England, and it was from a church. I have no idea. It was really <laughs> peculiar. But once we turned all the lights off and brought our own lights and smoke in, it was like, this is really cool. Yeah, class, you know? man. So, yeah, again, again, you've like kind of got a great team behind you as well. Like yeah. Your brother Paul as well, Kerry, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kerry's a big driving force, especially for she does all the videos for us and she's a photographer and does all our promo stuff. And my brother Pete has the record label. And yeah. It's, um, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, so Pete's um, got grind scene records, just for yep. those that don't know. it's he's, he's, Is he running it by himself? Yep. Yeah. I, usually, I do some of the digital stuff he's, okay. not, he's not fond of computers um, so, so he I distributes all your stuff as well obviously yeah it's all done via Code 7 Plastic Head and that sort of stuff and okay. he's in Stranglewire as well so it's a vessel yeah. for him yeah. you know and um, kind of working with him and Curry um, definitely is beneficial because like you're saving money ultimately thousands yeah thousands yeah. the amount of money we save by and producing it as well save, save yeah. is a weird word don't spend <laughs> mm. on those things you know I do all the recording myself um, which saves us a couple of grand on an album the videos you'd be paying between five and a thousand yeah. so we're saving that every time Pete the brother does all the you know the distribution or the distribution and he looks after our duplication yeah. so there's no markup in duplication so our CDs are relatively cheap and I think Kerry helps him out as well, doesn't she? I uh, just whenever as I mentioned, he needs flyers <laughs> and, <laughs> and a few other um, things. So and again, Kerry does all the photographs, and then I do all the social media stuff. And yeah. um, I get really into video editing with the vlogs and what have you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's all part of its own thing. The only the only thing I genuinely can't do very well is artwork. Okay. Um, so, but then I have Travis Smith to help. Yeah, me. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> you brought is, him up. Which is no bad thing. Um, Jesus, like he's something else. Like, I mean, he's done work with Overkill, Death, Op- Opiate, Catatonia. Yeah, I mean, I, it was one that we way, way back in Anatomy of Loss. We needed artwork. I'm the mm. previous fella um, that did the artwork. I couldn't find anything that I liked of his, and he hadn't time to commission. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, fuck this. Hang on, message Travis Smith. What's the, what's the worst he's going to say? Yeah. And he came back and was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. Love the title. I want to work with you guys. Yeah. How did how did you sell him the theme to it? Or did you have to tell him much about 
Um, um, well, no, I just, whenever I went to him with Anatomy of Loss, I gave him a very yeah. detailed, you know, this is what it's about. Each Did you send him the lyrics about. and stuff? And yeah, just, just sent him everything. Here's okay. the music, um, here's the photographs. This is what we're about. Here's what we're like live. And he just came back and was like, yeah, I just love the title and I love the concept of what you're aiming for. Right. And then when it came to Wolves, it was only 18 months later, not even. Yeah. I was like, Travis, it's me again. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, and I gave him the concept again and he was like, I have, I know, I know how to do this. Wow. And he came back and I was like, that's, that's awesome. I think he gave us two pieces for Anatomy of Lost and he sent us through about four or five, very, three variations on what we used and one that was completely off the wall, which I actually quite liked. But right, the other okay. two guys were like, no, this, this is the one. And um, you have, I presume you've never met him face to nope. face, no? Nope. It's no. all. Um, I think he's American. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's American. He's, American. he's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's got somebody at work there behind him. Yeah, like, I mean, know? that's why I was surprised. He, A, worked with us and B, we could even remotely afford him. But yeah. he, he really worked with us. Yeah, and he was competitively you know? priced as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, a lot of bands you need know, to hear that say, as well, you know. We didn't spend money on anything else, so <laughs> we got to put slightly more into the there artwork. There you go, man. If, uh, how did you get the old production skills? With recording the albums? So. Um, again, it was just one of those things. You don't have money, you just got to learn how to do it yourself. Right. It goes right back to, I think I did my first demo in 98. Right. Um, with Honey for Christ. When oh, I that's right, yeah, yeah. And it was just a four-track cassette. And I found a way to mm. multiply the amounts of tracks mm -hmm. by bouncing and recording, bouncing and recording. And then as I got older, I switched to computers and then learned it for a while and took a lot of advice from friends. And yeah. It was really just, I just kept recording a lot of mates' bands for like 100 quid. Yeah. At a time, so people could do their demos. Okay. You know, and it was around the time of the CDRs, you know, CDR burners oh, sort of were yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. once you got a disc, people could go away and make their own stuff. Of course, yeah. You know, Jesus, that's mad when you think. So of the it. more you do it, the, it's like everything, you, you should get a bit better. When you think of it, man, we're getting old, you know, we get the fucking, they don't come with CDs anymore. Like, the lab, no, no, I don't the know. I mean, I'm, I'm debating to even, to even put something out in CD anymore. Fuck. Because I remember the, like, the I first know time, you have to, man. The just first make, time we, just yeah, set that no, aside I for know. a few of us. Yeah. When we did our first, like, way back in Honey for Christ, it was on, like, we couldn't believe we had it on tape, but it was just us recording them, turn it over, yeah, recording, yeah. cell taping, like, the printed out <laughs> spines and stuff. Oh, man. And then it was CDs came along, and we were one of the first bands to have CDs. It was yeah. like, fucking hell, you've got CDs. Jesus. And now, now we're back to tips. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, Jesus, I mean, yeah. that's mad. Now we brought that up about burning CDs. Yeah, we used to burn everything, man. Films, you yeah. name it. Like. VCDs, remember VCDs? Because you couldn't fit a movie on a fucking DVD because you couldn't get DVD burners, oh but God. you could get a VCD burner, and yeah, it was just weird. I want to talk about uh, the Distortion Project. Yep, um, fantastic promotion company. They are doing great work. Um, how did G come across each other initially? Um, it goes right back to yeah. when James first started the Distortion Project. Um, not a lot of people know this. Uh, it started off as a disco. It was just a heavy metal night. Okay. Um, James carried around a fucking massive hernia, which was a big box of CDs of like 500 <laughs> albums in it. And they just took it down to Annie's and opened it up and played it on two CD decks. And that right. was, it was just a heavy metal night once a month in the Annie's in Belfast. Right. Um, at the time, I was running an online kind of like it was called ni obscene which was like a northern ireland directory of heavy metal bands and okay it was kind of getting southern bands in and just it was just somewhere a list of bands in ireland yeah. so he knew i was doing that and would sort of chatted a bit via email and mm -hmm. then we'd him at the gig or at the show and was like hi mandy from ni obscene it was like oh i'm james from social project right. and it literally just became best of friends and right. then whenever he moved into the live stuff um, bringing live bands I was in the band so I played at shows and then started helping them at shows and 
um, back and forth with advice. He would advise me on tours and stuff, and I would give him advice and running shows, and I would right. run shows for him and help him out at gigs. Yeah, and um, like kind of how many shows would they run a month? Um, basically one a week plus whatever's really? happening midweek with touring bands. Jesus, There's one okay. every Saturday. The Rock KD it used to be in Katy Dilly, so it was rocked. Okay. Obviously KD, you yeah. know, and then it was moved into the limelight. Um, but it's to me, it's always going to be rocked. Yeah, you know, and then. He also takes on whatever um, touring bands are happening. Yeah. He works closely with... Um, like, what about the bigger acts? Would he be involved in them as well? Do like the Iron yeah. Maidens and the Slayers um, and stuff? No, not as big as that. It's sort of that sort of middle okay. sort of starting. Middle of um, like Sheraton Christ and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And he does, lads are touring. Decapitated yeah. and stuff like that. You Great know? band, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they can play. Um, yeah. Uh, supporting the likes of um, Decapitated or or bands like that Andy like how would you approach a band like that do you have a kind of a booking agency or what um, well we have the management company looks after us that way but those sort of things it usually happens at a local level um, okay. there are always this complete left field stuff most of our things like when Stericon played Dublin I yeah. approached a new um, H was kind of setting that up um, so I approached Fergal directly emailed right. him and said look May you know, would you consider um, the crawling supports Terracon? Um, here's our APK. Here's all this stuff. Okay. Sort of just keep it as short, succinct. Yeah. What I want, who we are, yeah. And here's why we're good enough to do it. Okay. Um. So that would be that. And there's other stuff. Um. We did a show in Malta, oddly. Oh, the, Jim Tobin. Yeah. Yeah. Love Jim, man. He was on and the podcast. It was. Do- it was actually a guy, um, Sean Mitzi from Angel Crypt arranged that show. But okay. Jim's over there. Yeah. Um, so he arranged that show we played it but there was uh, a couple of German guys that come over to watch it right. and they run a festival in Germany mm-hmm. with Ned Napalm Death and after that they were like we want you to come over and play with Napalm Death in Germany Jesus. and I was like okay that's that's really weird yeah you know so yeah. It, yeah it just it's weird like sometimes the, me- the, metal community, some the metal community is big and then it's small again yeah, you know what I, I mean know. it's it's just literally you physically have to come up to people and talk to them meet them eye to eye and just fucking have a chat yeah you know hey, we're all the same you know we're all we just are, having yeah. metal fans and exactly you know sometimes I get people forget that yeah you know it's true um so what about other projects um i know gary's with zombified he shout is. out to gary uh whom the gods noticed they destroyed that album it's released yep. this year Yep, that's Zombify's new one. Yeah, what's it about? That's, that's pretty good. It's, yeah. it's death metal. <laughs> Isn't it? He gets yeah. to he gets to do all that blast and he stuff does. that he loves yeah, so yeah, much, yeah. like <laughs> you know. Um Stuart was kind of retired from all that. I know he was with Severance, wasn't it? Yeah, he was with a few bands, um, but it really was. He really did have a good 15, 20 year gap before yeah. the crawling started. Yeah. You know, ultimately crawling was his idea, truth yeah. be told. Yeah. Um but whereas I've been in bands on and off and Gary's played since he was 15 like I mean, yeah. he's played solid and he wouldn't know what to do if he wasn't in a band yeah but like you're you mean you're so invested in this just you just wouldn't have time oh maybe, no I, maybe I, an old guest appearance on yeah i record the bits and pieces in the house like you know uh, i take notions for things like it was, it was really like a new way of goth phase for a while so yeah. i recorded some stuff for the mate of mine and then it's like three songs and that's put away put now away, and yeah, no one will ever hear it like yeah that's cool actually so some of the stuff that you do for yourself obviously would not be nowhere near the crawling no, no, not even close. Yeah. Especially the singing stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, lyrically wise then, um, how would you differentiate between the two bands as well? 
are the lyrics the same through both? Um, if you don't mind me saying, no, like they're kind of dark anyway. Yeah, you know, no, my lyrics have always been along the same line. Yeah. Um, so even from Honey for Christ, right up until okay. the calling. Um, it, it really is just a continuation. I mean, a lot of close friends who would know Honey for Christ very well are just like, do people not know this is the same shit <laughs> with, a, with a death metal vocal? And it's like, shh, don't tell anybody. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing what I've always done. Yeah. You know, not that right. You can't, I think you just always slot into that one thing that you want to do. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just continuing to do it. Mm. So, um, what about new songs? Anything coming through? Um, I've, yeah, I've one written them already. Okay. Uh, and I've been starting to sort of get my mind into the third album and deciding, okay, I need to, I probably need to get started again. I'm feeling yeah, I, I mean, want to write some more music. More or less, it's nearly the anniversary of. I know. Wolves, it's only had a year, know? like, whatever it's happened to crazy. the two year gap. I know. Fucking mad. The only thing is, like, you know, you put an album out and it's like, boof, album, lots of attention. A week later, boof, nobody remembers who you are. Yeah, I know, but I mean, and that's, again, with the vlogs and everything, you, you are so relevant in Ireland. No more than 10 tons vlog as well. You have to be clever about it. Well, that's the way I mean. You the way know? I see it is, like, your album comes out and it, oh, you always get that massive peak and you'll always get a fall and then it's trying to keep bouncing yes. it up just and to keep the attention. Yeah. And it's not as strategic as all that. I like all that stuff anyway. Mm. We're always going to do gigs. I like the video side of things. Yeah. It's a lot of fun and I like doing the music videos. Yeah. So that just happens to keep everything it does, taken yeah. over and it creates yeah. just ourselves. Because nothing worse than you put an album out and then nobody cares and you get a few gigs and it's like, what's the point? Yeah, but like you've got bands there that will release fantastic albums and just don't have the the cash to keep the whole system yeah. going, you know? And then they're, it. And they're just like a drop in the ocean and you're kind of really frustrating. Yeah, no, it's it's really demoralising. And I I didn't really learn my lesson, to be honest, because when I put Anatomy of Lost out, it was such a big hype. It was, I learned about PR in that album. Yeah. The EP was a dip in the water, but once we got the album out, it was like the 12-week campaign, the three videos, mm. interviews, reviews, features. You know, you're really all about driving up to this one release. Yeah. And then it does... And then I was like, I need something after. This is really stupid. Yeah. I did it at Game of Wolves. I had it all brought up, brought up, brought up. And I was like, fuck. I, forget. I didn't do anything for after the release. It was like, shit. You know? Yeah. So I need to pay more attention. But it takes time. It takes so much time. Does, yeah, of course. It you does, know? And you got to, I still got to write an album, play guitar, and record yeah. it, and produce it, and do all those things. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Like, kind of, say for tonight now, like, kind of, do you do, do you have any pre gig? Uh, rituals you go through or is it just fucking grab the guitar to, I suppose it depends um, on, on kind I know of well it likes it right now like we're so pushed for time like I did yeah. anything um, yeah. basically just get changed vocal warm up and like to touch my guitar at the very least yeah. um, but it doesn't always work that way Yeah. Um, sometimes you just gotta go to work Yeah. you know you just gotta fucking stick a guitar on and go straight into the zone like yeah. I do like to be able to be relaxed for at least half an hour before yeah. I have to do it but a lot of the gigs we do it's tight spaces and the gear scattered everywhere of course, and everyone's yeah. like oh excuse me excuse yeah. me fuck fuck yeah. you know you're in my way oh sorry sorry yeah and it's frantic trying to get everything yeah. organized um just to get in the right head space yeah before. so it can be difficult having a bloodstock as well again it was a valuable lesson we were fucked about with leaving t-shirts at the merch stall and was trying to talk to people and made a giveaway and I had to go and meet them do the giveaway thing in the photo then it was sprint round to the stage and was like oh you're all in five jesus got Christ. up in the first song i just couldn't remember the words it was like my head was like just a million miles away yeah and i was like okay well i'm not doing that again because that yeah. was fucking ridiculous something that big mm. to have it tainted by taking me 10 minutes to calm down yeah and i've only a half hour set i saw that in person actually with sack of rotten christ when i was interviewing him 
he um i did the interview and then it was shut down nobody allowed near him and he just had his acoustic guitar out and just strumming yeah. away you know just yeah. he just chilled yeah. out yeah you know? it's fine the way to do that just cut your head off for yeah. 20 minutes and, and venues small venues you can't do that obviously, no you just you, know? you just, you just yeah. can't facilitate yeah. it so then probably you probably settled then after probably the third song <laughs> yeah well, exactly. but that is exactly what happens you know you yeah. start to come down usually such a short set yeah you know um so just that's good news about your writing new stuff anyway yes working towards it so. yeah um do you write the lyrics first or do you is it the music um I, I tend to write lyrics a lot I, I drink a lot when i'm writing anything so okay. i sit up late drink a lot of beer yeah and then i get an idea in my head and i start writing lyrics and then it, it just gets put on a file on the yeah. computer and it sits and I'd, okay i'd repeat that yeah <laughs> for weeks and then just <laughs> if i drink too much i'm like oh i have something to write about i gotta write about this um so i tend to have a storage of lyrics in a vault and then i start writing music and then i'm like it's about like what i have okay so sometimes i get an idea or sometimes i get something completely no yeah. it has to be about this i have a yeah. total idea with this slow guitar has to be about this right um more often than not though i just go back to find something that suits the mood yeah cool um have you any more gigs this year uh yes we have dublin on the 16th of november okay and then we have nina on the 7th of December I think oh, and that's okay. our final gig of the year cool. Nightmare Promotions Nightmare Promotions yeah it's, it's something that happens around that area and yeah. I think it's his last one I don't think he's doing anymore so right. really excited about that gig it sounds like it's going to be cool and always look forward to going to Dublin yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. So. this is a good crew there man yep. good crew so that's it man thanks a million for coming on the thank show thank you so much for doing it it's uh, been awesome wait. best part about it now is I can put down my mic and watch you and now I have later. to I was like, you know, I was like okay nice talking to you bye <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you have to run now. Well, thanks very much for interviewing us. I really yeah, appreciate pleasure, supporting man. all the bands. And oh, the fuck it. And as I said, I'll be up in Northern Ireland next year. Yes. Without a doubt, the metal side will be up there. Um, cool. You I should try and get up for some of the, even the metal, the masses or something like that and yeah. get in touch with James via me. Or yeah, I'd, I'd like to directly. actually meet a few people. And yeah. uh, that, would, that would be great. Yeah, cool. You know. Thanks again, Andy. You've been listening to Andy from The Crawling. Um, this is the Metal Cell Podcast live at the Triscoll. Um, if you need to contact me, email me if you're a band at the metal cell at gmail.com. Over and out. <laughs> <laughs>